The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. If you're some man, what the rock is talking. What it is, what it do, welcome to the One Fall Podcast, Joshua Adam, William Arbuthnot with the Futurist Martin. Evening, gentlemen. And the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson. Better not get yourself worked into a shoot, brother. So we are, you know, a week later on this subject here. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, a great week of pro wrestling outside of WWE weirdness with what's going on. I mean, some of the shows have been fine, I suppose. Uh, we'll do another show later this week, uh, building up to uh, Double or Nothing. But this will mainly just be focused on the a lot of drama uh, stuff with Kota Ibushi that we'll talk to about in a bit. That's a, that's a whole other thing. But let's get into the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation and kind of just play out at least what we know all right so there's there's two factors of this and then i'll let you guys kind of devolve into what's going on so from what we know all right so we know that there was a disagreement with the two women and that they left the building and left their tag titles there as well now what that disagreement was about we have multiple sides of what's going on so let's go to the three sides really quickly here of what's going on. We'll start with the WWE side of what they stated happened that they had a disagreement with John Laurinaitis, Linda McMahon, about what they wanted, that they were set to wrestle two individuals in the match that they weren't comfortable with. And that is why they left after an eight hour uh, rehearsal. That more or less from anyone that matters, a Mike Johnson, a John Pollock, a Sean Ross, a Dave Meltzer has been proven to be bullshit. But we're going with what WWE said, and we'll, we'll come back and talk about all that. Um, here's what we know from the outside, uh, from our from the, the, the Meltzers and the Ross apps and all of them, from what we've under, to understand, is that there has been back and forth with Sasha and Naomi now for some time. Both are coming up on their contracts ending. Sasha plays the bigger factor into this, all respect to Naomi, who is a great talent. Her contract is running out, but Sasha plays a more influential part of this, and respect to all the Naomi fans out here, this conversation will probably revolve more around Sasha. Uh, Sasha came, if you remember, came back at the Royal Rumble. Sasha was in the idea that she was going to face about two weeks beforehand, that she was going to be facing Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Wasn't sure she was winning the Royal Rumble or not, but that was one of the reasons she came back early from injury was to participate in the Royal Rumble because she thought she was facing Charlotte Flair. And then sometime in those two weeks, they found she found out that Ronda Rousey was going to come back and Fitzman said, I'm going to put you on a tag team with Naomi. Sasha wasn't the biggest component of that idea. She thought that she would have a world title match at WrestleMania and potentially get a win, her first win at WrestleMania. But she decided to play the good soldier, went along with it, friends with Naomi, decided to go back in the tag division, a belt that her and Bailey fought for to have initially, and got it, got her first win at WrestleMania like she wanted to. And over the last five weeks has succeeded to get to top five and merge with Boston Glow stuff and try to at least put some redemption on the tag titles, which I believe you guys can talk if you did, if you thought they did it after we're done here. I believe that she 
was starting to help lean that way a little bit. At least, you know, the Boston Glow was uh, a team that you wanted to see. The, the, the plan that we're hearing from what there was on Raw now was that it was going to be Naomi taking on Bianca Belair and then Sasha was going to take on Ronda Rousey only for Sasha to lose to Ronda Rousey, Naomi to lose to Bianca Belair. Neither one of them really saw this and didn't understand what the titles because their idea at this point was, well, we'd rather just kind of grow the titles. What's the point of us losing singles matches? We have other women in the singles side that could take those losses. Why are you going to beat your Tay team champions? We'd rather face Nikki and Dewdrop and kind of escalate that team, which, by the way, that team has not been seen now the last two weeks as Nikki Ash lost to Alexa Bliss on Monday Night Raw tonight. So I don't know what's going on with that storyline there. And so here we are right now with Sasha more or less fighting for the idea to raise the take team titles and kind of get what she was promised, which she wasn't promised. And Naomi also kind of, you know, been putted around ever since she came back from injury with the Sonya Deville stuff and then kind of finally finding something with this tag team. And then here we are. Who wants to go first? Rachel. Ah, uh, man, this is, there's a lot. So there, there's a lot that has come from this. And you, obviously the big thing is as information kind of comes out, you start to wonder the validity of this being a shoot and wondering if this is some sort of work. But again, I always ask if this is a work, what's the payoff? And really and truly, what's the payoff if this is a work? What does this accomplish? They don't have the title, so they're not holding the company up for ransom. They're not, why are they trying to tell their version of the summer of punk? Like it'd be very weird. And on the flip side, like WWE's obviously the, the hit piece that they're running with this is just mind-bogglingly poor PR. Like, you'd have to be a moron to think, oh, yeah, we'll tell this and our fans are going to, every fan in the world is going to fully be on our side. There is always going to be those fans. You're saying it's a possibility. Because you'd have to be a moron. So you're saying it's a possibility. It's it's a possibility. And... So it's it's like you're seeing some WWE fans that are now attacking Sasha and Naomi, and it's that's weird as well. Any loyalty to a company like that is just really weird to me because why would you have loyalty for a company like that? Like it's just really bizarre. On the Sasha and Naomi side, I, I understand where they're coming from. I understand their feelings, and I understand that being like, we want to grow this let's focus on this. Let's not take losses in big singles matches. If you wanted us as single stars, then you should have used us as single stars. And quite honestly, Sasha Banks was frankly being wasted in the tag team division. She should be one of your crown jewels of your single stars. But if you had didn't have a spot for her, then put her in the tag team division, obviously work to elevate it, but it really felt like a forgettable division. You'd forget those titles even existed, even with Sasha and Naomi holding those titles. And I don't think that's indicative of them. I think it's indicative of the company that they work for. So I understand them being wanting to stand up and say, no, we want this. We want to be able to build our titles up and we want to make these important. It was the same thing with her and Bailey. They wanted to make these titles important. 
And whether, whether you agree with them walking out or not, uh, is is really up for debate depends on how you feel about things i don't see an issue with them walking out uh it definitely sends a very clear message and i mean the reaction from wwe should tell every wrestler in the world it's like oh this is how they're going to react and i mean you look at how they reacted with austin this is just rehashing old things really with austin so there's a possibility this could be a work I don't think it is, but there's a chance, and I'm team Sasha, Naomi, and Vince can fuck off. <laughs> That's where I stand. Morton? Let's see. Uh, it is very Austin, similar to Austin. The difference is, I mean, obviously the internet was already around. I mean, the internet wrestling community was around since really the early 90s, but you know, I think it was 2004, wasn't that, when the, the Rock uh, walkout happened against when he wouldn't job to Brock Lesnar with no build to it on Raw? Yeah, I think um, it was 02. Was it 02 or 01? It was 0- It wasn't 01, was, that's for sure. Maybe it was 2002, because 2003 was his last one, wasn't it? I don't know. I thought 2004 was his last one, I thought. No, 04 but, was WrestleMania 20. Okay. All right, then. Okay, so either way, so say 03, 02, no matter what, uh, there was no social media. So Summer of 2002, he walked out. Summer of 2002. So it was more, it was more, uh, there was no social media, so it was more um, easier, let's say, for the WWE to control the narrative. I mean, they just brought The Rock back. The Rock said, if you don't, you know, he took his ball and went home, and if you don't like, want to be here, then if you'd be like the WWE, F logo and get the do- get the F out, you know, or whatever. And he left two months later. Yeah, of course he did. And, and even when he did it, he was in the middle of filming a movie. It was just they, they needed him that bad that, you know, he ended up uh, coming back. But uh, they could control the narrative to a degree then. Because when The Rock comes out and does that, and they say whatever they want. They do a hit piece on Confidential, I think it was. Uh, you know, it, they can control the narrative. Nowadays with social media, with the news, more reliable resources for the news. Um, or, and, you know, I mean, people like, there. I mean, back in the day, back in 2004, there was really, you know, I mean, Wade Keller and Meltzer, and that was about it. Now there's multiple people out there who are, are able to dig in and get the story. And so the fans are getting a lot more um, of the side of the performer. And didn't this feel like it was inevitable? I'm not saying that it was inevitable for Sasha and Naomi, but it's, it was inevitable that somebody was eventually going to do this because you hear of all the problems and the morale problems and the, the booking issues and hear about people once they leave and how happy they are. This felt like this is coming to a head for years and finally something happened. It did. And uh, I mean, I find it in some ways, I kind of find it a mix of Austin mixed with punk in some ways of just, you know, Sasha looked at things kind of like Austin did with the Brock match, right? And like, well, this makes no sense. Like, I don't have a problem doing the match against Ronda, but why am I going to do it on a throwaway show like Hell in the Cell? Because now you've also, if you're WWE, because this is what came out with it also, is you said this idea now that Roman is not good enough for those shows, right? Roman's not wrestling on Hell in a Cell. He's only going to wrestle at stadium shows now, we know, right? 
So Roman's not going to wrestle that show. So why would you just have a throwaway title match, especially with one of your biggest stars? And apparently the rematch is between Ronda and Charlotte's going to happen at SummerSlam. And Sasha knows this. So Sasha doesn't want to be part of a transitional side of things. Now you can say this happens all the time with talent, but I think at this point, with all respect, Sasha is above being a transitional challenger in a match at this point. If you're going to build up Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, build it up. Even to, you know, some respect for Naomi, she deserves a little bit more than just being a transitional challenger. You know, Joel and I have said throughout the years, we're not the biggest fans of Naomi in the ring. I think she's okay, but she definitely has a fan base behind her. So she deserves to have more of a buildup to challenging than just to be like, hey, here's your match at Hell in the Cell just to lose to Bianca, and then you can move on. I think both the talents deserve more than that. Well, And, and, they and they're the tag team champions too, right? So again, you're relegating these tag titles that they've worked so hard to build up. Well, I mean, these tag titles, they mean nothing. I, mean, I know, Sasha, but they mean something to Sasha. That's the thing, right? Sasha, they mean something well, to her. she wants them to mean something. She yeah. wanted them to mean something before. I mean, her and the tag titles are clearly a bad fit. Um, you know, there's a couple times now that, that there's been issues when she's the champion. Um, but, you know, I mean, the WWE has to be wondering here. You know, I mean, they can't be a work to me. They have to be wondering, how do they control this? Because more and more I hear people, I mean, yes, there's, I mean, Joel talked about some people that are on the, the company's side. But more and more, it seems like the fans are behind Sasha and Naomi. And I, I think, it do like you guys think that the was. WWE thinks, do you think that the WWE thinks that Sasha already has one foot out the door? And that's part of the problem why they are just treating her like, you know, less than she should be treating? Or is it because, simply because she, they're thinking about using her as a transitional challenger? Simply because... There's no depth in the division because they've let so many people go and replaced them with about nobody. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think you kind of hit on it there, Mo. I think it's a little bit of both sides of things there, right? Of just like you haven't built people up and they, you know, they're hesitant to throw Raquel there or to throw Lacey Evans, which that that storyline with Lacey Evans is very weird of the direction they're taking that character now. Uh, and you've seen, you know, what with what happened on SmackDown. You saw McAfee's reaction to it. And I believe he was asked on the show today to talk about it. He didn't want to talk about it. So he was uncomfortable with it. it. Sounded like, at least it sounded like McAfee didn't know that was coming. And, you know, as someone that's an athlete and whatnot, I don't think, it didn't seem like he was very comfortable with it. And you can tell by McAfee's reaction. And uh, I think in the YouTube, if I'm not mistaken, they disabled the comments on that clip. <laughs> they're getting absolutely blasted it had a down vote of like what was it fifty thousand on youtube one of the most downvoted videos in wwe history before wow wow because you know if you doing this and bashing your your talent doesn't do anything and i mean this but we've seen this before in the past right this kind of goes to any rebel side vince gets really pissed off about it and he tries to shame as hard as he can go back all the way to Jesse Ventura trying to do the union. Right. And look how long it took for Jesse to come back in. Look what happened to Zelina for trying to do what she did. Now this is union stuff. It's different, but even, you know, like you mentioned there with the confidential stuff with Austin, um, 
we still don't know what happened to Jeff. They never really slandered Jeff, but he just walked out. Uh, Randy Savage, you know, they had contract negotiations. There's other stuff with Randy that we don't know, but he he walked out as well. Uh, and then Punk, you know, Stephanie takes any chances she can do to bash him whenever whenever she can in the past and everything that they did firing him on his wedding day. So we know that they can be spiteful towards stuff. I do think it is a side of Sasha. It sounds like that that comment too from Kevin Hart really pissed some people off in the company. Which comment? So she was on Kevin Hart's talk show, uh, that like cold tub show. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Hart had the comment, this girl is so much bigger than wrestling. It's ridiculous. I can't wait till she's not part of it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to take kindly to that. That's absolutely true. And Sasha didn't really say anything back to it. But uh, yeah, I, and I think, you know, Sasha has shown in the past, like you mentioned with, the, with you know, when she walked, she, this isn't the first time she's technically walked away or asked for time off, right? When she lost the titles to... Um, I can't even remember what their, their name was in WWE now. The Inspiration, the Iconics, there we go. The Iconics. The Iconics, yeah. she obviously walked away then. Um, and it, it, in, the, in the sense that it's kind of like Punk and I'll let you go after this, Joel, it's sense of being promised a match that she thought she deserved, having that match at Mania against Charlotte to get her first win, and then kind of not delivering on it of kind of the, the Vince, you know, in the Punk pod, when we went back to that, right? Like, oh, you want pal? Oh, you want pal? And it seems like Vince was kind of like, well, you want Sasha. And Sasha was just kind of like, okay. And then we come to her doing the transitional match against Ronda. And she's, and it's just kind of like, well, you want Sasha. And she's like, well, no, like I'm sick of this. I'll owe you one. See. And so you look at, you look at history and you look at everything and you go, this isn't really all that shocking that a talent that is incredibly talent has got fed up with this almost borderline kind of abusive relation working relationship where you always have this carrot in front of you and you come in with these dreams of being WWE this and that and winning that and having all these incredible moments and being like all your heroes when that really is only for the people they choose. Sasha has never been the one that they've picked. It's always been Charlotte. Becky had to force her way through and I think they even were, they, they did that kicking and screaming for the most part until it became undeniable. Uh, and now Rhonda, like, and the thing is with, uh, with Sasha is you, you go, I go back to a Nick Khan comment where he makes the comment saying, we're going to make Roman Reigns a movie star. We're working on that. They now want to control that aspect. But you see Sasha had Mandalorian and there are all these other rumors about her getting other bigger roles. And you've seen how they've reacted when people have gone off and done it themselves. And they go, no, you, you need us. It becomes, it's that break in an almost an abusive relationship where the one person's like, I don't need you anymore. I, I am self-sufficient. I can do this. And the person that is trying to control this person is like, well, no, you need me. I have to be the one to do this for you because it's not going to be as good unless I do it. That's really what this boils down to. And it's Sasha has been able to do this on her own. And not even that, but Sasha has those connections like Snoop Dogg 
and other things along those lines that have helped her career. Avril and Filoni. Yeah. Like they've, they've got, she has support outside of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I think that is why they have a lot of issues with her because it's not like a Roman where they, they're like, we'll take care of this for you. Sasha's like, no, I've, I've got this. I'll do this myself. And I think there's jealousy. It's just like when Batista got guardians and they're like, yeah, like that'll be a big deal. (laughs) It's, this is history that is continuously repeated itself. And if you are really and truly going to let Sasha Banks walk into potentially AEW on more likely a part-time deal, help probably solidify that women's division, give her the ability to do stardom, have her be able to have the, the freedom and the fluidity to do other things. Look at how they're handling Swerve. Swerve's able to do what he wants. And they, they even said, we want Swerve because he has great crossover potential. He's more than just a wrestler for us. And I think the same goes for someone like potentially Sasha Banks. She's more than just a wrestler for us. And she would instantly be your number one female performer. And it, it just becomes this point where you go, why are you doing this? Like, you're going to have this mindset going, well, our women's division will be fine. No, it's not. You need a Sasha Banks. You need to keep Sasha Banks there to help this younger generation. So when the Sasha does eventually decide to move on, you've had her pass on the torch to the next generation and the next, the Bel Airs and everything. This is this would be a massive gaping hole in your women's division. And this would be a massive gaping hole for your ratings because there are people that have said to me, if Sasha's gone, I'm not watching. That is what Sasha Banks means to certain people. So if you suddenly lose her over being petty and spiteful and being just downright dum-dums, why, like you making money hand, hand over fist right now, but your stupidity is going to blow off one of your legs and you're going to be like, why am I bleeding so much? How did this possibly happen? I don't understand. And we'll come back to similar conversations to things like this, where you took a grade A, incredibly gifted talent and went, you want to make it on your own? We don't need you. We'll be just fine. And the story's the same. They're never, they're, when talent have left like that, it's always, it's always just been a little notch in WWE. It's just a little bit of like erosion to the product of being like, you know, oh, Rock left. Oh, this person left. Oh, okay. This is kind of wearing a little thin. This is, you got to hope like hell you can soothe this over. And the pettiness that they're pulling uh online if this is all 100 on the up and ups and you're doing this why in god's name do you sign with wwe why do you go yeah no i'm gonna sign with wwe you look at how they've treated talent and you look at how they've treated sasha banks and you tell me how many women how many men out there that aren't in wwe that are as good as sasha banks there's not many and you've got to kind of go, well, if they're going to treat her like this, how are they going to treat me? 
Well, and Joel uh, and, and Mo. So uh, Raw just ended as we're recording this. Uh, the women's match now is a three-way between um, Bel Air, Oscar, and Becky. And I know you guys don't really watch Raw. Uh, that should have been the match in the first place. That was what they were building to. So by all this happening, they got to the match they should have had by their storylines. Yeah, it's very much the WWE's greatest fear that somebody can have crossover appeal and that they can't be the ones to um, benefit from it. Well, remember Maria? She went to The Apprentice and didn't ask and she got fired because of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even Jericho with Fozzie got some heat from that for the early times. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I mean, it's been, because back in the day, I mean, they were able to make people like Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and Roddy Piper and these people crossover stars, but maintain the control over them. Mm-hmm. You know, they were able to make them a crossover star because what, because of being just a wrestler was enough to be a crossover star. Mm-hmm. You know, just the fame you could have just being a wrestler. And it doesn't feel like, I mean, it's been 20 years since we've seen that now. We're just being a wrestler is enough to make you a crossover star. And as the ratings go down, the viewership goes down, uh, it becomes more and more difficult to just have somebody being a wrestling star become a crossover. And so their kind of control that they want, um, it's, it's making less sense if you look at it from that perspective is instead of, instead of saying we want to control you if you want to become a crossover star, we want to control it all. We want to make, you know, Roman Reigns a, a movie star and blah, blah, blah. It should be, if you have that potential, go, I mean, and do your thing and we'll support you. And as long as you mention us, talk about us, never forget us, it'll be good for us, you know? It's, um, it's because way- this is not good for them. This is bad PR. and. Yep. and it's just a constant string of bad PR for this company. Well, and you think about it, you, you tell the talent, Hey rock. It was just like when rock wanted to do, he wanted to be, I'm just going to wrestle at mania for you guys. I'll still do the movie thing, but I'll come do mania. I want to face flair. I want to face sting and I want to face macho man. And they're like, that'll never work. That's not something we want to do. Fast forward many, many, many moons later, that is essentially what WrestleMania is. Uh, And you go, why not have this guy that's potentially going to start cracking through in other areas? And if you're on good terms with them, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, WWE's great. Vince is great. Uh, This is great. I had this match against Macho Man Randy Savage, which was a dream of mine. And I got to face him. I got to face Ric Flair, you know, limousine riding, blah, 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 blah. Look at all this. And you have people going, oh, I remember this. I remember that. Oh, Rock. Oh, he's great in this movie. I'll have to check this out. Instead, it's like, well, you're going to be doing this on your own. So screw you. It's, It's asinine. It's stupid. And it's only going to hurt you in the long term, not in the short term, but in the long term. And it, it comes back to another thing, too. I mean, and I remember Dave Meltzer talking about this one when Austin uh, left back in 02 or there. He said it's so stupid of them to be slamming him and to be bringing him down because this is wrestling and he's going to be back. Yep. 
And all you're doing is hurting your own star and their star power. Yeah. And that's all they're doing. It, it, you know, if if they're if some fans are going to turn on Sasha because of it, you, you shouldn't have, you know, that's that long term is probably going to be bad for you because the odds are good she is going to be back. Yep. Oh yeah. As some even if not her, it'll be Naomi. I think we all think sure. Naomi will be back. I don't know about Sasha for sure, most likely, but I think Naomi with the family ties will be back. Yeah, I, definitely. I think even if it's a very short stint in WWE sometime down the line, there'll eventually be stuff like the Hall of Fame and everything that you want to have. You don't want to have these comments suddenly drag back up, being like, oh, yeah, Michael Cole buried you on SmackDown. How do you feel about that all these years later? Like, every every step that they're doing is like Sideshow Bob stepping on the rake and getting whacked in the face. And WWE, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis continue to step and continue to get whacked in the nose going, why is this happening? And it's it's that it, history repeats itself, and they just never freaking learn. Yeah, I can't deny. You're right. They never freaking learn, and history repeats itself. And yeah, what I was mean, it? Was it Shakespeare said? You know, that you continue to do the same thing, and that's madness. And expect a different result when you're always getting the same result. You know, well, I mean, Joe, Joel and I talked about this more than like six months ago, I think. Right, Joel. Yeah, six months ago we looked at the horsewoman, and I don't even know what's going on with Bailey because she said, "Yeah, she's what the hell like is good with four I months?" Mean, now, I've been Bailey wondering said. that. Bailey said she was ready to go four months ago, so I don't know what's going on there. But uh, we looked at it, and Charlotte, who knows, right? I mean, she's still the golden goose, but her father is non grande persona, and that's and uh, WWE probably. Although you know Hogan got brought back, so who knows? Anything's possible, right? And her husband's um, in another company. Husband's in another company. I don't see much movie star potential with Charlotte. Uh, so I don't she's going to be on Walking Tall. She's going to be starring oh, in the she? TV series. Oh, is she? Okay. Walking Tall TV series. She's, you bet, produced by WWE Films. Oh, God. Coming to a USA Network, I think. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens there. Um, but like Sasha, we already knew had the star potential. And Sasha, by far, I don't even think it's outside of any women from stardom. I mean, we did this when we did our year in review. We all said, well, Sasha had an off year. We were already, much like we put the Yum Bucks into that tag team category almost every year. We all wanted to put Sasha into that, but we said, oh, so each, I went back and listened to it uh, today, actually, our year in review. And each one of us said, well, Sasha had an off year, but that wasn't her fault. That's how good Sasha is. That much like we put the Bucks right into the best tag team of the year. We were so used to just putting Sasha there because that's how good of a wrestler that she is and how much star power she has. And this is without her being related to Brandy or Ray J or Snoop Dogg. She has just a qualified star potential. And I mean, the next question I want to ask you guys about this whole thing is, so if it is true, and it's according to Meltzer and Sean Ross, it is that she has two months left. That would leave her free about the end of July. If you're WWE, you've got to be petty and either fire her so she gets the 90 days before that, or you freeze the contract, right? You cannot let her contract expire in July and let her possibly walk out and all out. So here's the thing. Here's the counterpoint to that. They think they, they probably still think AEW is not anything to be worried about. 
They don't they they think if Sasha goes there, it devalues her. She's no That's longer a WWE superstar. So it doesn't matter. She can go there. We don't need her. We're gonna be just fine on our own because we have blah 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 blah. And that's that's probably gonna be their mindset. I mean, pettiness is they they could could fire her. Uh, I don't think they can freeze her contract. I only think they can they, because they did that to Ray. Yeah, they can. They Ugh. did it to Ray. And Ray was supposed to get injured. Yeah. Man. They could say you're not working for us right now, so we can freeze your contract. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, likely what they've already done. Yeah, they probably have. And that's why the merchandise has been removed too, so she can't get because remember Butts what Punk said, right? He's like, I wasn't getting my merch paychecks. And that's when Punk called and be like, I want to come back to work and wear my merch paychecks. And <laughs> they weren't sending them anymore. So right now her and Naomi are off shop. And again, all respect to Naomi. I'm not trying to drag Naomi in here, but Sasha is a different level of star. Sasha Banks was a top five merch seller in the company. So that was a sizable income for Sasha. And now that's not there anymore. Uh, and so we, we just, just to deviate for a second, because you brought it up and popped into my head. This is kind of playing with fire because so you've are obviously upset Sasha Banks to the point that she walked out and Naomi left. Who's Naomi married to again? Which uh, one of the I Usos? Think I think it's Who are the Usos really close with? Yeah, Roman. Roman. So does it really make sense to potentially create a chain reaction where your biggest star in your company, the one that you have... Well, if he gets hurt, you are screwed. That's what Dave's already said, Joel. Dave said, at the end of the day, they have an ally in the company. They can't really piss. They shouldn't piss them off too much because they have Roman because in their back corner. Jimmy, Jimmy, J, Jimmy and Jay Uso, if they continue to rip on them, we'll be like, what the hell? Yeah. And then that's going to get Roman involved because they'll go to Roman and be like, hey... Can you well, help? House who wasn't on TV this week, by the way? Shayna Baszler wasn't on TV this week, and she wasn't on uh, the house shows either. Mm. Uh, I think there's definitely a pool of talent that are like this is that when, no what no one. I, yeah, I mean, and so we're gonna have this tag team tournament, which I don't think was talked about on Raw tonight. Uh, again, I didn't really watch Raw; I just kind of followed on Twitter, but I didn't see anything announced about it or anyone talking about it. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I mean, for all we know, they're going to have this triple threat and then Sasha and, and Naomi are going to attack everybody in the match. And then we're all going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know what? Then we're going to be sitting there going, this was a really, really, really dumb angle. Well, then we have our worst gimmick of the, we have our worst storyline of the year. Yeah. But, but again, where's the payoff? Like it, it, it makes no, no sense. There's no, There's payoff. no payoff. All, all you've no done payoff. is made your own stars look worse. Yeah. And your company look worse. Like there's no, I, I just, I can't see it happening. And you cost yourself three weeks of Sasha Banks merchandise. Yeah. Well, it, it I, doesn't make any sense. Well, and I mean, the other thing with all this is that you've, you've worked the dirt sheets and you've done all this, but this actually would make a lot of sense. WWE, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis going, this is a brilliant storyline to work people. 
we're going to work people and this is going to draw people in. Yeah, they've been talking to Russo. They have. If this this would have Russo stink all over it. Oh, it definitely absolutely. Bro, if you do this and you work Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp, bro, it'll be great. It'll pop the ratings. It'll be great. And then when they come in, bro, they're going to be bigger stars than ever. No one's going to hate them, bro. No one's going to hate your company either, bro. And and the titles don't mean anything anyways, bro. It, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, I'd love to see Sasha in, in AW just to get to see her, like, the chains off as a wrestler, too. Honestly, like it'd be it'd be great to see her in AEW just and stardom and able to do what she can do and be a crossover star and no one being like, hey, don't you go doing that. I mean, Britt Baker was in an indie show and then the indie show was like, thanks. This was great for us to have Britt pop in. It'd be great to have Sasha pop into some indie shows. I think she would enjoy it, too. And I don't think Tony would be like, ah, don't you go and do that. That's beneath you. Uh, and I mean, like for me, we all know I'm really on the outs with WWE. If this is some sort of storyline and this is their brilliant, like this is going to pop the ratings. I think that would be the nail in the coffin for me. I think I'd look at this and go, this was really dumb. This was really, 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 really dumb. Why should I watch your product? Why should I give you money? Why should I buy any merchandise? My, I'm not going to have this same level of feeling watching AEW. I'm not going to have this same level of feeling watching Double or Nothing uh, this weekend. Like, Jesus Christ, what, what in your mind would... If this is a Vince Russo and they're like, yes, this is what we want to do, this would be the nail in the coffin for me. Why watch? Why give you guys a dime? Screw you. Like, this is horrible. This is a horrible idea if this was a storyline. There's, like you said, I really don't think it is, though. I, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely starting to, it's definitely would be, it would have to be a new level of stupid for this to be a storyline. I guess the only reason I don't, I don't think it is a work, but. The Spidey sense is up just because they don't comment on stuff this much. That's the only, that's the only thing that's like pointing my antenna up is, you know, having Becky mention, Oh, Sasha and Naomi left the building. It's like, that was weird. Then having Corey mention about what happened. That was weird. Then having Michael Cole say what happened, then having a press release immediately in the middle of the show when it happened. This is stuff that just doesn't happen with the company. It's, it's very weird. It's very, 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 like, I'm very, this is definitely something that is going to be very, this could be the biggest story this year. Just in terms of, like, who would have imagined we'd be talking about this right now? Who would have imagined, like, we always, I always talk about managing your assets in sports and in wrestling. This would be another example of, being like, we're on the one one yard line. Let's throw the ball to the opponent and just be like, see how far <laughs> you can run it. 
we're going to get a touchdown because we have Roman Reigns, so we'll be fine. Uh, Morton, any last comments on it? No, I think it's. Uh, I think we've covered it pretty well here, and, and kind of got my my uh, beef off my chest. I, 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 I have one last comment. Go ahead. One last comment. This is the same company that knew that Sasha wouldn't be at SummerSlam last year and promoted it and promoted it and promoted it right until the match happened. And it didn't happen. And then at the debacle that was SummerSlam for the women's title. This is the same company. So yes, Sasha and Naomi let all the fans down and they made us change our main event. Freaking less than a year. Just rewind the clocks less than a year and go, oh, yeah, we knew about this, but we're still going to promote it because it'll draw people in. Freaking stupid. <laughs> uh, all right, we move on. Uh, Joel, explain this uh, before we get to the last thing here. Uh, explain this Kota Bucci situation. I don't think I'm the right person to do it. I've read it. Uh, his mother, uh, from what Ibushi said, has had attempted suicide. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. It does not sound like Kota Ibushi will be with New Japan Pro Wrestling anymore. What uh, happened there? It's it's you see the translations are hard because that's the big problem. It's not like it's just a straight English to Japanese or Japanese to English translation. There are many nuances that we are missing in uh, Ibushi's messaging. Uh, but I think the gist of it is Bushi felt like he was lied to and they wanted him to work and he couldn't work. And then they wouldn't let him come back to work when he could work. It was, there's, there's a lot of things that it's really hard to kind of like the Sasha thing. We can fully have a conversation on this Ibushi thing. We, we can't fully have a good conversation, but I, I don't think we're going to see uh, Abushi in New Japan, and I don't think we're going to see Abushi in AEW. I think this is bigger than him landing in some other company. Yeah, I don't think he goes to AEW because I think that would that would jeopardize the working relationship, and they're not going to do that at this point. I don't think either side. He's probably going to end up with DDT or something like that. You know, um, he's his own person. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, he he. Uh, I don't know about like his his stability because he's always been a little bit different, but but I, I respect his individuality and his his sense of you know his sense of uh, self and standing up for what he believes in. Interesting. Uh, anything else? Like they said, we'll we'll talk about double or nothing. Joel hasn't watched Dynamite yet, so we'll get to double or nothing uh, later this week. The Sasha story was really the the big one that kind of took the week away, though. Yeah, no, I, I think you just nailed it. Well, Crown Jewel's announced, by the way, so that means Goldberg will probably be wrestling in November. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll finally get that goldberg Austin match we've you know, been waiting for all those years. Mm-hmm. The, I, I will leave this. This is one of the translated tweets from Ibushi. Uh, and the, there's a lot. Um I'm going to expose the unreasonable power harassment from the former Affair Army's return, uh, the sexual harassment boss, and the lies of the head of the company in one fell swoop next time. 
the head of the company. That's interesting. That's interesting because that's not the because it, it looked for a little while like his problem was really with one booker, well, one agent, I guess you would call him. Um, but it's it's if he's talking about right to the head of the company, that's that's very interesting. I can't remember who was the head of the company right now. I can't remember his name, but yeah, that's uh, and, ominous to say the least. And it has been floated out there. I don't know the context. I don't know what. Uh, I, I this, the the name Yakuza has been thrown out, and that's a very 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 big thing to throw out there. That is yeah, not a light no. thing. In Joel said that, not me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please don't. Yeah. What whatever those reflections that, do not affect anybody from We Talk Podcast or Fresh Takes. <laughs> that that word got thrown out and that's a very that's a very big taboo word so the, well, i mean that, it's it's long been known that when when the americans go over there and they get their person assigned to them the, one of the first things they do is take them to a restaurant where they need a yakuza you know who kind of becomes their their yeah i don't know they're watching over them, helping watch over them, put it that way, when they're there. That's long been part of the, the culture. And I mean, uh, I think it was, what was it? Um, Pride fighting championships that had so many issues with the Yakuza and being involved. And uh, that's eventually really what took them under. And I mean, it's, it, let's put it this way. It doesn't sound, if you think that to yourself, if you don't really pay attention, you think to yourself, oh, this sounds like a, you know, something from a movie and fantasy. Uh, no, there's probably, there very well could be something to this. Yeah. And at the, the end of the day, like for the three of us, three white guys from Canada. Uh, what? You're white? It, it, it's shocking. Uh, it, it really is hard to get a grasp on everything happening with this. And it's, it's a shame because Abushi's so good. And the way things ended for Abushi match-wise sucks. And if his mom did, like if his it sounded like his mom did attempt to kill herself. And that's horrible. That's hor- horrible. Like this whole thing is kind of unraveled in such a way that's just like this is wild, but it's so hard for us to fully grasp. yeah absolutely and so we don't like there's no way that you can have a conversation about this story without having a japanese speaker and them explaining nuances in text and kind of and even then that i don't know if you're going to get the full picture of what's going on yeah i don't know that person who can help us i don't know if either one of you do nope Nope. No, that's unfortunate. We're all a little SOL. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else from either one of you? I think those that was those were kind of the two biggest things. And mainly, like the main reason we wanted to come on here was to uh, was to talk about Sasha. Yeah. And no, I, I think that's that's it. You covered it. That's the big. That was the big thing that we all wanted to discuss, and and we did. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. You can follow more great stuff when we talk podcasts. You can follow stuff that we do on the Fresh Take Network. 
And of course, lots of great stuff here on Stick Boy. Until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day, people. Go Flames. Goodbye. And good night. Bang.